This is a HeadGum Podcast. Christie's Great Idea, performed by L. Fanning. In 86. Anne M. Martin. Wrote the first book of what's become a cult. And now it's time for Babysitter's Club. Club. Quick question. Yes. I've never noticed it before. Okay. In the what? When did you move to Austin? Two years ago. Two years. In the two years that you've been in Austin, Mm -hmm. recording out of this weird little garage space, Mm -hmm. there's a box behind your head called LED projector. Mm -hmm. What do you? What is that? And what do you do with it? Ah, well, that's that is an interesting answer to that question. I'm glad this is what you. It's always there, and I always see it, and it's all I look at when I'm conversing with you. But I don't know what it is. You've happened on a great mystery, which I'm now going to reveal, and it's a perfect way to open this You've also got one entire shelf just full of old shoes. And uh, you know what this reminds me of back in the... I think this is because uh, Baby Nation. What's happening is that just before we hit record, I said to Tanner in a way that I think has thrown him into a spiral. I was like, why don't you take the lead on this one? Yeah, and it's reminding me what it's the memory that it's bringing back is when we used to record in my little apartment in Brooklyn together, and you would start every episode by just looking at stuff pointing, in the room, pointing something out in the room. So what's in the boxes? And I actually L- have a lot of yeah, questions. Okay. I have a lot of questions. Okay, tell me about the LED LED projector. Okay. Then tell me about the shoes. Okay. Then I want you to look down and to your right. Uh huh. At there's on mounted onto the wall by the door is a little bracket, and hanging from the bracket seems to be like two little cups. And yeah. those have always made me curious, too. Okay. I'm going to go uh, in that order. The uh, Inside the box labeled LED projector is um, an LED projector. Inside... What do you use it for? What do you use it for? What do you use it oh, for? Oh, great. Uh, for projecting. But what? Movies. On? To a fucking whatever you project movies onto like a sheet or something does that happen a lot never never yet. seen that never yet box get a lot of never action. done it yet yeah the shoes are shoes but why old running are shoes. they old throw them away okay fair <laughs> um and the cups are there are cups that are hanging from the wall and they were here when we bought the house what function i don't know that's it is weird they seem like something that you would use to feed a dog i don't get it uh, it's surprising to me. Somebody went to great effort to like hang a bar that they could hang cups from, and I don't know why, but it's been with the house. Huh. Okay. This has been... What a journey. What a journey we've gone on. Da- uh, Room talk. I guess like... House? Man talk? I don't know. I don't know. Small talk. <laughs> Small talk. <laughs> Jack? Yes. I am noticing mm-hmm. a apparent... Mm-hmm. Lack of mm-hmm. carrion. Carrion? In the conversation. Carrion. A.K.A. our mortal forms. Oh, yes, yes. Being picked apart. Yes. There's no... Carrion into the heavens by birds. No cadavers. Mm. And there is... This podcast is not corporeal. The because... podcast is not corporeal, and that's an interesting Well, question. there's no bodies... Talking, because we are in the sky. Oh, we are in the sky. The birds are carrying us. Yes. Didn't we lay down in a field? We tried. We certainly tried. And the birds, I think, took our souls out of our bodies. 
Jack, I know you went a few days without food or water. Mm-hmm. You got bit the shit by bugs. Mm-hmm. And these little lizards who were attracted to you, I don't know if it's like because you're a vegan or what, but mm-hmm. we were lying in this field waiting for the birds to take us, and mm-hmm. two figures, like a hazy mirage, mm-hmm. appeared on the horizon. To both of us. To both of us. We yep. were stark naked. Mm-hmm. And they walked up to us, and it was Ann M. Martin, mm-hmm. our savior, and L. Fanning. Yeah, and Ann M. Martin, I said, Ann M. Martin? And she said, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yep, and I said, L. Fanning? <laughs> and she said, yeah. Yes, that's... Yeah, yes, that's obviously. She handed Very you famous. a Microsoft Zune. Mm-hmm. Meat as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was just one Zune, but they had one of those like adapters. So like a split splitter. Headphone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they put it in our ears and they said, listen, it's not your time yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have been approached. And they say this in kind of this like, they both talk at once as though they're like speaking one voice, but from two bodies. Yes. And they said, we have been approached by a company called Audible, mm-hmm. an Amazon company. Yeah. And they asked us to record all of the Babysitter's Club books. Yes. And L here is the mouthpiece mm-hmm. for me. Yes. And Martin. Yes. And boys, your time on this earth is not complete. You do need to do an episode about the first Audible Originals, recording of Babysitter's Club, number one, Christie's Great great Idea, idea, as recorded by Elle Fanning, famous actress. Yeah, and I thought that was a dream, and that the birds had taken us. We're still here. But if you had that dream as well, it must have We immediately, I carried you out of the field. You were screaming something. Yeah. And I got us into a studio, and Hmm. here we are. I am never going to recover from the embarrassment now that I'm thinking about it of asking Elle Fanning if she was a bird come to take my mortal soul. Yeah. You were butt naked, covered in bug bites, <laughs> just screaming at Elle Fanning, are you a bird? <laughs> yeah. She was put off for sure. Was she? Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are and that's what we're doing. We listened to the first audiobook on Audible. Yeah. And there's one thing I know about this book because I have read it before. Well, there's two things I know about this book, which will, I imagine, flesh out and confirm in our conversation. Yeah. Uh, one, th- this idea of a babysitter's club is communism, and two, Stony Brook is on Long Island. Okay, and so these are two things that re- re-reading slash re-listening to this book, you have confirmed as truth. Yes, and that's what I remember, and th- that is what has been borne out. What I remember is Hi Hi. Yeah, so this was annoying to me. And a line that I can't believe you've been getting wrong for <laughs> four years yeah. and 200 episodes. Yeah. And do you want me to read the line to you? Yeah, I noticed this as well when Elle Fanning read it to me. Recently, I haven't felt quite as comfortable visiting Claudia as I used to. This year, she had to go and start growing up faster than us. 
She's wearing a bra, and the way she talks, you'd think that boys had just been invented. Yeah, and Elle changed it for this one. And when is she wearing a bra, Jack? Timelessly. It doesn't say. L doesn't say. Timelessly. And so that's one of the things that But Elle... according to Jack Shepard, for the last four years and 200 episodes, when is Claudia wearing a bra? Now. Now. But At that's this time. not correct, is it? Well, no. I think Elle changed it. And here's another thing that she changed. Tanner. I'm going to do a quick search for Connecticut in this text. You know how we... Oh, that's great. That'll fucking show up. Did they ever say Connecticut? I doubt it. You know how we actually probably a lot around the idea of Stacy moving. No, I don't think they mentioned it once. Yeah, you do a quick search. Here's another thing that L did this week, Tanner. Can I tell you while you look for it? Uh Hi, hi. That's our thing. And that's our thing. And that's our thing. Jamie say it. And she made Jamie Newton say it, and all the kids say it. Right. That's from us. Definitely. We did that, L. And even who even are you, L? Yeah. And who is Dakota Fanning sister? Hmm. Are you that? That's what makes you famous now. That's interesting. Look at this, Jack. What? Connecticut. No results in text. Oh, wow. So you expect me to just guess where yeah. Stony Brook is? <laughs> God, I wish we had thought of this. What are we calling the listeners of this episode? Um, Oral we, babies. Ear babies. Ear babies. Ear babies. I'm going to go knock on the door of every single person who razzed me about thinking that Stony Brook was in Long Island. Thank you for trying to leap on that grenade for me, Jack. Yeah. But I know for a fact that it was me who said. Oh, it was you, wasn't it? Yeah. But I didn't correct you. You didn't correct me, and you should have, because you had read these books before, and that's the entire premise. And, oh, should we do that as the intro? Because this is the where it's a return to form for us. Oh, yeah. What do we do? Do the old intro. Where you read the books as a kid and Tanner as like a fifth grade reading level. Oh, that's fun. Remember that? Yeah. Did I say, I say, hi, hi. Maybe. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club. And you don't come in on anything. I don't come in and you say. I'm Jack Shepard. And you say, I'm Tanner Greenring. I'm Tanner Greenring. And then you kind of have a whole thing. And what we do here is uh, back in the old days, uh, I used to, uh, I guess, listen to these, the audio books i would have books to say to make this audible originals to listen to the audible originals by l fanning when i first moved to the u.s because uh my cousin uh had uh amazon subscription it's just not um and tanner is um he's here because he is um an idiot, uh, an idiot. yeah and uh he's uh Banned from babysitting uh, in uh, in uh, most countries of the world, and he wants to uh, try to claw his way back into it. I'm not even interested in babysitting anymore. Not after what they did to me. <laughs> uh, um, great, good, and I've got a few questions for L. Okay, um, and this is our seg- segment called Questions for L. Um, and we got a few questions for you, L. Yeah, L. We got a few things to take you to task on. Yeah. So here's the main thing, L. L. Not only did you steal our intro to our show where we say hi hi and put it into the mouths of some of these characters just to spice up your reading, but you left out some parts of the book. Okay. Explain. Uh, expand on that. This book is for Beth McKeever Perkins. My old babysitting buddy, with love and years of memories, says Anne in the or, dedication. Or L? 
Not L. L never oh, said it. L never said it. So what are you hiding? And so I was thinking about this. What's Tanner. your beef with Beth McKeever Perkins? McKeever. Yeah, well, and McKeever L. shows up again, and we didn't know enough to know this when we read this book. But McKeever is the name of the mom of Buffy and Pinky, the dogs. We're not going to describe this book. Oh, Perkins, too. Oh, Perkins, too, my friend. Perkins, too. But she shows up here as McKeever and never to be seen again. Later as Perkins, the mother of Mariah Perkins. Right, the Perkinses. Yes, Anne's best friend, Beth. Beth McKeever Perkins. What is L hiding from us? That's my question. I don't mean to shout. L. Yeah. Apparently, is an actress. She's an actress. Are you on her wiki? I am not, but I could go there. Does it say that whether she's a bird? I'm told she's an actress. Yeah. Here's what I know her from: mm. being Dakota Fanning's sister. Right. Daughter? No, sister. <laughs> Daughter? No, I think it's sister. Okay. Very good reader, by the way. Very good reader. Is she, Jack? Yeah, I think so. I thought so. Let me go to a Wikipedia page. Okay. Let me. I, I'm gonna. I'll let you know when I find a, a title I recognize. Okay. So what it will do, like dead air, to to signal that you haven't found one. Is that okay? I'm in just... 2012, she was in a video short for Sigur Ross. Okay, I've heard of Sigur Ross. Curious case of Benjamin Button, 2008. Okay, she was Benjamin Button. She was someone called Daisy, age seven. Interesting. Law and Order Special Victims Unit, 2006. Okay. I am Sam. I don't know that one. So apparently, she's an actress. Yeah, she's an actress. She has some talent at acting. She has some talent at dissembling, Tanner, because that's what acting is. As hiding the fucking truth. I hear it's reacting. Okay. Is that what it is? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Listen to this clip, Jack, that I'm going to play for you now. Okay. David Michael came into the kitchen looking much cheerier. Here you go, I said. I handed him a glass of lemonade as he sat next to Marianne. Charlie came in then, tossing a football around. Sam got home a few minutes later, with Louis skidding along behind him. Hi, everybody. Hi, squirt, Charlie said to David Michael. I am not a squirt, replied David Michael. Jack. Yeah. In that clip I just played, Mm -hmm. was there any discernible difference between the voice of Charlie and the voice of David Michael? Two different characters. And if had I expanded upon that clip even further, you would have found that there was no difference between the voice of Marianne or the voice of Christy. And do the fucking voices, L. What I would like to say is thank you for bringing that to my attention because when I originally listened to this, I thought that Christy just had two sisters that were Elle Fanning. And instead, it's two brothers called Sam and Charlie. I'm not here to do your job. No. I, I'm, not here to, <laughs> I'm not here to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> okay. But listen to this. Okay. David Michael came into the kitchen looking much cheerier. Here you go. I said. Okay. I handed him a glass of lemonade as he sat next to Marianne. That yeah. was Christy, yeah. obviously. Yep. Charlie came in then, tossing a football around. Sam got home a few minutes later with Louie skidding along behind him. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hi, Squirt, Charlie said to David Michael. Perfect. I am not a squirt, replied (laughs) David Michael. Cute. See how it's fucking done, L? So much easier, and it makes so much more sense now. I just thought it was a family of L Fannings. No, it's it's not. not. Now, when you read it. It's distinct people. And you're not here to do her job. 
I'm not here to do her job. But you did. And I did. Yes. Better. I would say better. But much better because it's they're distinguishable from each other. And that's what acting is. Later on in the book, yeah. listen to this, Jack. Mm. Speaking of else challenges with the job, let's see. You know say. what, Tanner? You know what I would like? Instead of L fanning, I'd rather listen to a fan yelling. It's great. Thank you. Let me play this clip for you. Okay. So here's what Elle says. But it was Mimi who poked her head in. Excuse me, girls, said Claudia's grandmother in her gentle, slightly accented voice. But what is going on in here? Elle? Hmm. Do the accent. Do the accent, Elle. <laughs> Tanner, do you want to um, show, show how you would have done it? The <laughs> Mimi's accent? Yeah. Or do you feel like you... I just, I don't think I need to. No. Right? You know, you've made your point. It's on L to do the, I'm not the, I'm not the actor. Right. And I'm you, not here to tell L how to do her job. You're not here to do her job for her. Do the accent. Do the L. accent. Okay. Yes. Right? Good. Just do it. You're you an actor. You have to. It says in an accent. Inhabit the role. It's a stage direction, L. You can't, you can't say she said it like this in an accent and then not do the accent. Exactly. Thank right? you. Thank you. This is so brave to say this. Golly, L. L. Just L. a few notes. Otherwise, we loved it. Otherwise, I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, do the accent for the Asian American. Do girl voices. Do, do boy girl voices. voices for girls, boy voices do for boys. Do offensive accents. That's what acting is. Yes. Um, and why are you trying to erase Beth McKeever Perkins? You know what else L doesn't read, Tanner? The happy reading section. I wonder why. Why wouldn't you read the happy reading section? It's the happiest section in the book. Oh, it, it occurs to me now that maybe because Anne stopped writing the books and we've been just doing super specials and mysteries for the last, like, while. Yeah. I haven't read a happy reading section in quite a while. No, and we've both been miserable. That's true. I've not enjoyed a single one of these books <laughs> since the last time I read the happy reading section. Here's what Anne says in the happy reading section. Could you imagine, Tanner, could you imagine reading a Babysitter's Club book and then skipping the tasty fucking dessert that is a happy mm. reading section? Mm, I would probably help me slim down a little bit. <laughs> right? that's, that's good and true. Here's what Anne says in the happy reading. Tanner. I based Christy on my best friend from when I was growing up and Mary Ann on me. Christy was the outgoing one with all the big ideas and Mary Ann was the quiet one. Oh, who was Ann's best friend when she was growing up? Beth Perkins. I don't know. Beth Perkins. Because Elle erased her. Tell me. You erased her at the beginning and you erased her at the end. And I don't know why. But Ann put her in this book as McKeever. Can I read you a, a moment of erasure that I found in this book? Okay. It's during the very first inaugural Babysitter's Club meeting. Yeah. They keep getting this call, these calls. Mm. Someone looking for someone called Jim Bartolini. Oh, yeah. Classic. And I guess maybe we'll play a clip. Okay. Oh, wait a second, I said suddenly. I grabbed the phone from Marianne. Sam, is that you? No, said the voice on the other end of the phone. It's Jim Bartolini. I was wondering if... Sam, you're a rat, I cried. This is important business. And furthermore, I'm telling. Sam Thomas mm-hmm. is the, the phone prankster. That seems an awful lot like erasure. And I guess maybe this is a segment. Okay. Um, it's been a while since we've done it, so I don't know how to intro it. But I'll just say, um, please step into my weird room. Oh, right. Okay. No, no, no. We got to get it right. Um, okay. Um, I think I actually remember it, so just follow my lead. 
Okay. Um, hey, um, I uh, just, just stopping by to see if you wanted to play some Xbox. Xbox? Yeah. What, like an Xbox? Yeah, do you have like a PlayStation or Xbox or... Um, I have all three. I have an Xbox One, I have a PlayStation 4, and I have a Nintendo Switch and a gaming PC. Do you have TurboGrafx-16? Because I was hoping to play Bonk's Adventure. <sighs> Is that a euphemism? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like your Xbox and stuff? <laughs> uh, it's just behind this door. What is? My Xbox. <laughs> so you don't remember it either. Alan Gray will see you now. Mr. Gray will see you now. My helicopter is waiting to take you away at any moment. I meant what I said. The helicopter's on standby to take you whenever you want to go. Could you just open the door? This is our segment where we talk about Alan Gray and what he was up to. And he's not in this book because Elle decided to take Alan's moment and give it to Sam. And it's Alan Gray erasure. And Elle... Why are you so threatened? What is it about Beth Perkins and Alan, Alan Gray, Gray and the happy reading section that you're so threatened by? Tanner L. and Dawn and Mallory. Well, and Jesse. And Jesse. There are only four fucking babysitters in this book. Abby. Where's Abby? Logan. <sighs> Shannon. Now I'm getting chills. Oh, you know what else Elle did? She did the chapter two and the chapter one. Yeah, what is that? Elle, is this your first fucking rodeo? <laughs> She's describing the origin of the Babysitter's Club? That happens in chapter two, Elle? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So. I, I'm, there's just so much I want to cover. I guess before we go on break, I want to talk about Kathy. Okay. Let's talk about Kathy. The proto-sitter. Oh, God. Did you catch the proto-sitter? It came in chapter one and during the like intro. Okay. Tell me. Just say it. I can't slow down. Well, I guess I could play a clip, right? Okay, fine. Yeah, play a clip. I can't slow down. Tuesday is my afternoon to watch David Michael. I'm supposed to beat him home. Otherwise, he gets home first and has to watch himself. David Michael is my six-year-old brother. My big brothers, Charlie and Sam and I, are each responsible for him one afternoon a week until my mom gets home from work. Kathy, this 15-year-old girl who lives a few blocks away from us, watches him the other two afternoons. Kathy gets paid to watch him. Charlie and Sam and I don't. Kathy. The Kathy. F- the first sitter. The first sitter, the proto-sitter. The ur-sitter. And then, like, as quickly as she is introduced and the mythology around her is beginning to build. Yeah. Elle snatches her away from us. Why? I rolled my eyes. Mom, I said, did Kathy back out of her other afternoon, too? Oh, 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 no, not me. I am not babysitting for them. You know how I feel. So Kathy has disappeared just as quickly as she's introduced, which is notable because she is the Ur babysitter. She's the first sitter. Kathy walked so that Christy and the babysitter's club could run. Wow. That's beautiful. Right? But she walked right into the fucking ocean. And it, she was just tossed away by L. By L. Fanning. L had no use for you, Kathy. God, that's so scary and intense. Can I say something about L? Yeah. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna... Fanning? Fanning. <laughs> okay. I want to read you a passage. It requires a smattering, a fucking smattering of ancient Greek. Okay. Attic. Well, any. I, I, Frankly, I, I think I've picked up yeah. 
a bit. Just like fucking 101. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday, I babysat for Christy's little brother, David Michael. Christy told us to write in the Babysitter's Club notebook. This is the first ever Babysitter's Club diary entry, so it's fucking important. Christy told us to write in the Babysitter's Club notebook so we could keep track of any problems we had with Babysitter's Club jobs. But taking care of David Michael was no trouble at all. He was very good. While Christy was chasing around after those two elephants, Punky and Miffy or whatever their names are, I was having a fine time with David Michael. Tanner, it's been a long time since we've talked about this, but when an elephant is introduced in these books... It signals chaos. And they were introduced in book one. Yes, but we didn't know at the time, so we didn't capture it. So this is why we have to go back. We have to go back. Okay, and so now I know what you- We have to go back. We have to go back. And I know you are thinking what I'm thinking. uh, Just a kiss of ancient Greek. Ancient Greek, just a kiss of first semester. You just want to touch it to the grill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all you want. Just a little grill mark on there, mm-hmm. and you, you're seeing it. Are you seeing it? Oh, uh, um, yeah. So I'll say it for the listeners. Well, L, L will say it. I'll say it. Okay, it sounds like L might say it though. I she doesn't. Okay. Tanner, phino, in Greek, means to bring to the light, to make apparent, to make clear. L, fant, is, L is making it clear. An L, who makes it clear. An L who brings it into the light. But this goes counter to the entire theory of elephants in these books. Unless L is the chaos element and has been the entire time. Exactly. And what is she is making clear? Is she making clear or is it a paradox? And is she in fact obscuring? Is she in fact hiding? Is she hiding Alan Gray? Is she hiding Beth McKeever Perkins? Is she hiding Dawn? Mallory? Jesse? Abby? Abby? <sighs> Jack, I want to join you on this journey but there's so much in yeah. this book that l has brought to light has brought into the light that's what elephant is yeah but you mean you meant elephant like sarcastically it's both or maybe she's shining a light so bright on it that we can't see it anymore let me read this one passage yeah and you tell me if l is bringing things to a light or if she's obscuring them mm-hmm. chapter one paragraph two Mm-hmm. My hair stuck damply to the back of my neck, and I wished I had a rubber band so I could pull it into a long ponytail. Bees flew into the classroom okay. and droned around our heads, and Mr. Redmont, our teacher, let us stop working to make fans out of construction paper. Bees! Jack wow. flew around the classroom and droned around our heads. Yeah, and guess what they were guess what Mr. Redmont was trying to say? He was trying to say the only thing that we can reasonably do here is spend our time fanning the bees away. Wow. Fanning the bees away. El, you did it again. You, you did, did it again. again. <laughs> God, he was right there from the beginning. He was telling us I like now I I feel like I need to read this book for a third time. Yeah. With this new lens on it, which is this great interloper, this great interferer called 
Elle Fanning. Ah, oh, she's fanning the bees away. That's what she did to Dawn. The, these girls are bees. We should probably the stipulate the yep. girls are bees. Yeah. Wow, yeah. this is a lot to digest. Yeah. Um, I think what I need to do is go and take a five minute breather. Okay. Collect my thoughts. Okay. Uh, I have to pee really badly. Okay. That you didn't have to say that. I was with you. I was work. I yeah. got it. I could see it because you're like doing this kind of peepee dance motion. Yeah. Uh, but now that it's out there in the open, it feels less professional. But that's where we are, and we don't have to we're say transparent here. Yeah, we're transparent. we're transparent. Okay. We'll be back in a minute. Okay. Goodbye. You say goodbye. Jack, yes, we are plugging away. Mm-hmm. We've already took out our big rubber stamp mm-hmm. and our big green ink pad, and the stamp says confirmed on it. And what yep. we did was we dabbed it in the green ink pad, mm-hmm. and we took the big sheet that said B theory yep. on it, and we put the stamp on it. Boom. Hopefully right? there's a sound effect. Yeah. Confirmed. B theory. Confirmed. So many other theories left to confirm. Oh, there's so much. L just, uh, <laughs> I can't help but think that L is a listener because she confirmed every single fucking thing we've ever talked about. When we first recorded the Christmas Great We were Great so idea, naive. We were so young. When we first read these books, we had no idea what was in them. We were so naive. We were sweet summer babes. We were sweet summer babes, and Elle and Anne have confirmed every single fucking thing. First bees, but that's not even the tip of the iceberg. That's like the first of eight things they've yeah. confirmed. And here, and here's Elle yeah. with a passage that I think is pretty <laughs> relevant. Yeah. Marianne giggled. Come on, you guys. It's a sunny day. Let's play outside, okay? Oh, great, exclaimed Karen. I have a new doll. Daddy bought her for me. She hasn't been out in the sun much yet. I think she should get a tan, don't you? Dolls can tan, you know. Of course, they're real anyway. They can do whatever people do. They can draw and break dance and... Marianne was beginning to feel dizzy. Want to play outside, Andrew? I guess I need to introduce a segment. Yeah, please, please, please. And there's a, a music box playing, and now... Scary music box. It's... It's... Surfer Doll Watch! And I think we managed to get through maybe two. Uh, we got through like three or four. Of the seven deadly dolls? It's unclear. Before we lost interest in the segment? We lost interest, but Anne didn't, and L hasn't. And as you know, there are seven specific deadly dolls that I think kind of rule the doll faction throughout these books. Have we done Pride? I don't know. If we haven't, I think that's probably what this is because she's so obsessed with vanity. Dolls can tan. That's that is got to be what it is. They can tan and draw and break dance. The three signs of someone who is uh, too full of themselves. It's like that um, Greek myth, the guy who stared at a pool and just did nothing but tan and break dance. And draw. Draw. Yeah. The entire time. Narcissus. Until he died. Narcissus. Yeah. Narcissus. Uh, he didn't die. He turned into a narcissus. Which is like a... Flower. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. You know who he fell in love with? Himself. Yeah. You know who was in love with him? Himself. Echo. 
himself. Okay. It's like Dark Link, right? It's not like Dark Link, uh, but the, so this is Pride, and it, and Elle and Anne, uh, in the first of these books, put down the first of the Deadly Dolls and asked us to f- follow a path, and we picked up the path, I think, probably five or six episodes later. Yep. And then dropped it. Well, they we were we were forced to drop it. We were forced to drop it. Yeah, we were like a um, rookie wide receiver. Yeah. Okay. And L and Ann are like veteran linesmen. Okay. Right. Is this uh, making sense so far? It sounds kind of football adjacent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this is a segment then. Okay. Called yeah. American, American Sports. 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 That's a classic. Yeah. And then we're just talking about American sports. Yeah. Well, and we're the wide receivers, or maybe okay. we're running backs, and we're okay. trying to like get over the line, you know? Okay. And, and Alan and Ann are like veteran linebackers, and they're, they're Try- swatting the ball out of our hands. Oh, so they're d- defensive linesmen. Yes. Okay. Is that what a linebacker is? It's complicated what a linebacker is and isn't, but there's some some guys who are linesmen on the one team, and there are some guys who are defensive linemen. Okay. And so you think they're defensive linemen. Yes. And we're the running backs. Yes. And the ball is dolls? The book. The book. And the end zone is the truth. Okay. And this has been American Sports. Sports, sports, sports. Okay. Um, anything else uh, you found confirmed in this? Uh... Oh, Jack, yes, so much. Mm. Dinner was fun. Watson made fondue. He set a big pot full of hot, melty cheese in the middle of the table. Then he gave everyone a long fork and a plate with pieces of French bread. You were supposed to spear a piece of bread with your fork, dip it in the cheese, and eat it. Watson made this rule that if your bread fell off the fork and landed in the cheese, you had to kiss the person sitting to your right. And if you knock someone's bread off his fork, you become his slave for the evening, is what an amendment to the, the bread rules that Christie has added. Okay. Bre- bread yeah. shapes so much of this universe and shapes the dynamics between the people of this universe and shapes the rules that guide the people of this universe and shapes how we make love. It shapes how we serve one another. Yep. And I think, Jack, that what Elle and Anne were telling us from the very beginning is that it is all bread and it is all bread all the way down and it is all bread all the way up and it started right here in the beginning. Right here in the very beginning and it was always bread and gosh, I wish that we had known when we embarked upon this crazy quest because the bread rules were there from the beginning. And I wish that we hadn't resisted it for so long. It's not that we didn't know. We knew, obviously, right? We read this. Yeah. We read this passage. We both read this. It's that we resisted it for so long. And told and us we Yeah. I mean you. Okay, don't put this on me. Don't try to, this is what Anne would want. You never saw my vision. You never joined me on the bread quest oh, until it. it was too late. I have always been the scully to your molder. And does Scully make Mulder stronger or does she hold him back? Tanner. She makes, she makes him stronger. She makes him stronger, doesn't she? And that's what I've been doing. And I just wish that when we were both 
cub junior FBI agents at the beginning of this quest, we had listened to Skinner, which is and Anne, smoke and the smoking man, and the smoking which man, L. which is L. <laughs> and if we had known, think how this would have changed everything. This is, seems like an important rule. If you knock someone's bread off his fork, you become his slave for the evening. Yeah. That's vital, and it's a vital piece of the puzzle that would have informed everything going forward. And it's yeah. in the first book. Dinner, you know what else is in the first book? This is scary. It's not cat people, is it? <laughs> I didn't, I'm going to have to read it again to see if there are any cat people. <laughs> this is literally the first sigil, the first symbol of the BSC. Okay. Oh, forget Janine, I said. Anyway, we're all going to think of the symbol. We're a club. We have to agree on things. Now, what could we use? Well, said Marianne, it could either be something that has to do with babysitters, like a child or a helping hand, or it could just be something we like, a rainbow or a shooting star or a frog. Oh, God. A frog, I burst out. I began to giggle. So did Claudia and Stacy. Their plan from the beginning, their earliest plan for the babysitters club was to frog everybody in the fucking world and all of us and they did and they got us and they put a frog in the first book long before the pike children yeah clarify the rules to us the reading audience on the beautiful game the king's game yeah wandering frog people and if this is your first episode of the babysitters club club podcast you 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 heard about this show and you went to go download it and you're like, oh, oh here's the first great. episode. Christy's great idea. Christy's great idea. And that's good. No, and that's good. And what I'm saying is this is a good episode to start with because we're correcting the record. I guess we should clarify. We didn't really introduce the show. Yeah. And we didn't really recap the book or anything. Yeah. Should we say so? We obviously the first series is the Babysitters Club Club. Second one is the Babysitters Club Super Club. Yeah. Last one was the Babysitters Club Club Mystery Club. Mm. Is this the Babysitters Club Audio Club? I think so. And normally I would resist this, but I'm titillated by the notion that I think this would be the furthest into an episode we've ever introduced the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and normally I don't like it. Hi, hi, and welcome. My name is Tanner Greenring. My name is Jack Shepard. And this is the Babysitter's Club Audio Club. Club. B- Bizcack. <laughs> Bizcack. This is Bizcack. And you are our delightful ear babies. And, of course, you know all that. And what we do here is we like to read uh, nothing. Two. No, I was oh, saying yeah. we like to read nothing. Yeah. Uh, we like to listen. We like to. We're post reading, and this is the beginning yeah. of the end, and this is how yeah. Michaela unlikely rise to power. <laughs> <laughs> We're an anti reading audio only society, and that's yeah. how we int- ingest all of our information. This is how it begins. And our ex bars are a client this week. It's yeah. <laughs> a deep cut. <laughs> Jack, yeah. let me, and by me, I mean L, read you a passage. Okay. I have some good news, too, Claudia said. I caught up on almost all of my homework, and I got a B-minus on those 10 math problems. And last night, I had a talk with my parents. I told them I wasn't Janine, and they said they knew that. Huh. Why would you clarify that? I think what is happening here, Jack, Mm. 
The reason Claudia needs to clarify that she is not Janine and the reason her parents need to vehemently deny ever getting that mixed up yeah, is because Claudia is a sophisticated AI created by Janine uh, okay. in Janine's image. And Janine is Frankenstein and, and Claudia right. is Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. And they are often mixed up and there is some clarity that needs to be made between Janine the person and Janine the AI, a.k.a. Right. Claudia. Cloud, cloud AI. Cloud I, AI. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. P- pulling out the big stamp. Boom. Dipping it in the green ink. Boom. B theory. Confirmed. Boom. Doll theory. Confirmed. Boom. Wandering frog people. Confirmed. Boom. Bread theory. Confirmed. Boom. Claudia AI. Cloud AI. Confirmed. Boom. Boom. Wow. What a fucking journey we've coaster. been on tonight. Yep. It, it sure has been. Um, uh, you want to mix it up with something a little fun? Hmm. Let me redo this. This is early, and this is just fun. It's just fun to see, to peek back to a more innocent time before the girls have been trapped in amber. They're just, they're they're feeling their way in the world. And I just thought this was nice, and it's something that I couldn't have noticed when I first read this. And I could only notice it, the only time and manner in which I could notice it is sitting in a chair here in Austin, Texas, having... L Fanning read it to me. It required L's soothing, yeah, sort of like husky voice. <laughs> Were you listening at like 0.5 speed? I was listening at first at normal speed, and then I was like, I gotta if I'm gonna get this yeah. fucking thing read, I gotta yeah. jack this up to one. I was like, L, five. come on, speed it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what L said. She said this. Let's meet tomorrow at recess, suggested Claudia. Really? I said. Recently, Claudia has been spending recess watching the cute boys play basketball. She never wants to play Foursquare or Tetherball with Marianne and me. Do you think Claudia is like an early friend of Mr. Prezioso? Oh. Because that's what he likes to do. I thought we were headed down a boy craziness path, but you're right. That's his signature. This is before Elle and Anne. Yeah. Develop the character of Mr. Precioso. Oh, so she's like a pro. Like, we Prezioso. want someone who's into <laughs> boys basketball. Yeah. And they're like, I guess we can just make it Claudia. Like she's a yeah. little boy crazy. Yeah, we'll just right? make it work that she's in. Yeah, she's into boys basketball. And then afterwards, they're like, No, it can't be Claudia. We need to like invent a new character. Th- there's too much material here. Right. Claudia has too many other things. She's into mysteries. She yeah. hates junk food. Yeah. We have to do, invent a whole new character and family yeah. to support this interest in boys basketball. <laughs> Watching cute boys play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Mr. Prezioso. God bless him. But I, I sensed him there. I could hear the tinkle of his laugh. That, that's the spermatozoa of Mr. Prezioso yeah. in there in, in Claudia Kishi. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's yeah. so lovely to see. And that was I just thought that was a light note. Something nice. Yeah, beautiful to see. Um they did so much good work this week. Yeah. Jack, and by they I mean the babysitters club. Mm-hmm. They did. They babysat some dogs. No. Okay. The baby actual babysitting they did was pretty lackluster. Um mm-hmm. they did so much good work resisting. Resisting. It was time to think about the Babysitter's Club. I smoothed out a fresh piece of paper and started making a list. One, members. Me, Christy. Marianne. Claudia. 
Who else? Christy, you were so close. You were so close to getting this right. The members of the Babysitter Club could have been Christy, Marianne, Claudia. Claudia. And then she said, who else? No need. No need for anyone else. Oh, that was a mistake. It could have been just a trio. It could have been the holy babysitting trinity. And then Claudia later on says, I know someone who might want to join the club. Who, Marianne said, I asked. She's new. She just moved to Stony Brook. She lives over on Fawcett Avenue. Right. And she's in my class. Her name, Jack, is Stacy McGill. Yeah, and Stacy McGill's in this book. And I'm going to say that Elle, I, I don't want to put everything on Elle because I didn't enjoy listening to her read, and she did a, a pretty good job apart from not doing any of the voices or any of the offensive accents or anything like that. Right. But I'm going to put it on Elle because she had a chance to reset here. She had a chance to make it right, you know? She had a chance to make it right. We could have rewritten history. She, You wrote Beth better. Perkins out of this? Why didn't you write Stacy out of it? Yeah, right? You wrote the fucking happy reading section out. Why not write Stacy out? Yeah. If you're selecting stuff to remove, like you're fucking omnipotent here, why don't you fucking get rid of Stacy? Right. She's Guess what? Stacy's going to get rid of her. Maybe you don't know this, L. Maybe you're not as big of a fan as we are. But Stacy's going to get rid of herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a hundred books or so. To spend more time with Brewdog. Stacy makes it into the club. I guess. I guess Stacy makes it into the club. Claudia closed the door behind us. You guys, this is Stacy McGill. Yeah. Stacy, this is Christy Thomas, and this is Marianne Spear. Hi, Stacy. And I yeah. said brightly. Marianne suddenly turned shy. Hi, she said softly, oh, speaking yeah. way more to a wall than to Stacy. Um, uh, speaking to a wall is more interesting than speaking <laughs> to Stacy. And wouldn't it have been interesting and actually something worth thinking about if they had had a wall to be the fourth member? <laughs> yes. And wouldn't that have been interesting? This wall was uh, orig- actually originally from New York. <laughs> it was diabetes. <laughs> actually, the diabetes. Well, that's a big reveal. It is the big reveal at the end of the book. Yeah. Guess what, L? I know. Yeah, I know. I actually and know. Guess what? And I, you, I've been reminded of that every fucking book. She read it like, I, this is, drives me wild. And I don't want to pile on with Elle too much. But at the end of the book, the the, the like the arc of this book, like Stacy throughout is like being cagey about eating food and people don't know what it is. And then Elle is, it's like the cat who got the cream revealing like, oh, Stacy got diabetes. Guess what? Elle, we know. We know. We know. Obviously, we know that. It's not that surprising that Stacy has diabetes. Stacy has diabetes, and she's from New York. Jack, we got some fucking segments to get through. Okay, let's do some segments. I, I want to introduce the first one because I have about eight of them. Okay. But I want to do it right. Okay, let's get this right. We got to get this right. This is <gasps> Our children, 10 p.m. You from your at the co-working space. I am the, <laughs> I am the only one here, so I felt free to, to really expand out into the space. I like as I shouted, I was like, "God damn it!" Sarah's out watching Grey's Anatomy right now, and she put the child to bed an hour and a half ago. And if I 
wake up our child by really letting loose, as I did. <laughs> yeah. It will not have been okay because she wants to watch the, the sad doctors do some weird fucking crazy fucking shit. I think they have a lot of like fun sex. She was telling me about the episode when I went for the break and I just had to like, they're like, these two doctors are trapped in a hyperbaric chamber. That happens. It <laughs> Anyway, it seemed wild. Jack, do you have a burn? Uh, yeah, I got a burn. Of course I got a burn. I always capture a burn just in case. You said <laughs> to, uh, to take off the pants and underpants here. You were like, hey, let's do the audible. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go or what it's going to be. But I always capture a burn anytime I read anything that I'm going to talk about with you just in case. Yeah, I captured, um, I think, about eight burns. There are a dozen, but here's the one that I've captured, and I will read it. Shall I read it or should we have L read it? No, I don't think she L L read L read it. L. If she okay. can fucking lend us a second of her time. I rang the Kishi's bell. Claudia came to the door. She was wearing short, very baggy lavender plaid overalls, a white lacy blouse, a black fedora, and red high top sneakers without socks. Her long black hair was carefully arranged in four braids. I felt extremely black compared to her. I was so used to seeing Claudia in outfits like that that I didn't bat an eye. What I did notice was that she was wearing makeup. There was blue stuff on her eyelids, gold stuff above her eyes, and magenta stuff on her cheeks. Claudia, I gasped. Your face. You look like... I, I couldn't stop myself in time. You got made up for the circus. <laughs> I mean, it's so colorful. No, honestly, Claude, you don't need makeup. You've got such a beautiful face. That's called nice nagging. try, said Claudia. Yeah, and she can't tell girls that they don't need makeup or that they do need that. makeup. Oh, wow. You look so good when you smile. You should smile more. <laughs> yeah, leave her alone. But that yeah. was a good burn. I have so many I want to do. I don't know which one to do. Can I read two? Is that allowed? Yeah, you. I'll allow it. It's our, it's our special day today. Maybe L reads one and I read the other. Okay. So here's the one L's going to read. Okay. I groaned. Mom has been seeing this guy, Watson, off and on for about four months. She likes him a lot, but I don't like him much at all. He's divorced from his wife and has two little kids. Plus, he's getting bald. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's a burn on bald men. Yep. Here's the other one I guess that I'll read. Yeah. Janine sounds like a textbook. Her best friend is a 14-year-old math nerd who's going to graduate from high school in the spring. Her second best friend is her computer. <laughs> that's good, right? Yeah, that's very good. Anne is good at burns. You know what Anne does that's nice is I because I I caught that passage but didn't didn't quite capture the burn in it because I just I guess I just skipped past it in my mind. But like the thing that I registered from that passage was I was like, how come we never hear about that first best friend oh, ever yeah. again? Is that Jerry? No, it's just like the character doesn't come back, and that's Anne's way of being like, actually, her actual best friend is her computer. Yeah. <laughs> first best friend is a fucking imaginary, <laughs> right? Um, good. Uh, Tanner, I would like to introduce a segment and, um, uh, that's allowed. I can't remember how we do this. Um, um, your honor. Are you sure, Jack? Your honor. It has been. <clears throat> yes, my son. Dad, please. I've told you. My name is the right and honorable judge. Did we do 
judge names for this? I don't know. I think we're conflating segments. My name is the right and honorable judge. Judy. Judy. (laughs) And you are? And I am uh, your son. District Attorney Judy. District Attorney Judy. And And your client, I've noticed, is weeping uncontrollably. Yeah. District Attorney Julie. Judy. Judy. It's Julie. Judy. Julie Judy. Yes. And the reason that she's weeping uncontrollably, Dad, is uh, that it is a year now has passed. Your honor, Dad. Your honor, Dad. Judy, a year has passed since one of the worst crimes to afflict our community was committed. And there has been no justice. You're saying that the perpetrators of this crime, whoever did the heinous act against this witness's friend, friend, is still walking the streets yeah. and enjoying their freedoms and are. listening to podcasts. Yeah, and there are many of them. It was the baby nation. There's many of them, and it's the yeah. baby nation. Yeah. And, and what it was that? What? Jack, uh, District Attorney Julie. Julie, Judy. Judy mm. What You was can just call me son. Son. Yeah. What was the crime? It's hard for me to say. That was committed. And I will note, and I will note just yeah. now, very quickly, yeah. that the your your client you have in now is yeah. weeping big Dude. porpoise tears. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, she, it, it, it's an audio medium. Right. And so she is a porpoise. And I will just sign, kind of describe the visuals, right? Yeah. She is a porpoise, and she's brought... A lot of her young porpoises that she's caring for now, fostering. Oh, God, how many? Dozens. <laughs> I, I you think you can hear their sad cries now? Uh, because they're still it's so sad. It's a cacophony sad. of porpoise cries. <laughs> and it's all your fault, baby nation. And they're, the reason that they're sad, I hope I don't have to explain this, is because there was no justice for the murder of their dad, the slaviest porpoise. District Attorney Julie, Judy. What? Do you know what's occurring to me now after we've done this belabor segment intro? What? Tell me. Slavius Porpoise. Yeah. <laughs> it's Burn of the Week. It was Burn of the Week in that <laughs> tearful moment. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> I don't even remember how we did tearful moment for the super special. I've got you. Judge. Yeah. Your Honor. <laughs> I am also now in this moment, this incredibly charged moment, also realizing that Slabius Porpoise was our intro to Burn of the Week. Mm-hmm. And it's making me so sad. Oh, sure. Yeah. <sighs> Do you need a moment? <laughs> I need. Do I we just need a brief need... recess. Can I approach the bench? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. And now that you've approached the bench, what can I help you with? Okay, first of all, there's no justice for this fucking porpoise. No. Yeah, and that's Baby Nation's fault. It, what, what's the deal? I mean, like, surely the, the rule of the law applies. No, they'll go to jail. They'll go to jail. Oh. They'll go to jail. What, when and how? I guess we use DNA evidence. I don't know. How do, how do people, <laughs> how does anyone go to jail? Okay. Right? All right. Okay, well, that's not really why I'm actually, I'm sad about the porpoise, but, like, a lot of that is performative for the jury. Right. The thing that really made me sad. You mean you're... <gasps> 
The thing that really made me sad is um, Passage in Have you read uh, Chrissy's Great Idea By Al Fanning Have you Sorry <laughs> Sorry Have you listened to uh, Chrissy's Great Idea Yes The Al Fanning book Yeah yep. Audible original Yeah I was yeah. thinking about it And there's a passage in it That really made me cry Okay And it went like this Mom and Watson left Without saying goodbye to me Christy fucked up, man. She told Watson he was a bad father. Yeah, Christy was kind of a dingleberry this episode. Yeah. Mom and Watson left without saying goodbye to me. I felt really guilty about what I'd done. Before I went to sleep, I left a note on Mom's bed. It said, Dear Mom, I'm sorry I was so rude. I guess I haven't learned much about decorum yet. I hope you had fun on your date. I love you. Christy. When I woke up the next morning, I found a note to me from Mom. It said, Dear Christy, I love you too. Mom. I hope there was some very tender music playing in the bed. Oh, God, I hope so. Because it was a very tender moment. It was a very tender moment. And it was beautiful. And Christy, you got nothing to worry about. Watson's the fucking bomb. Can I continue on with that sentiment? Please, yes. Later, as Watson was driving me home, Karen said, Christy, I wish you were our big stepsister right now. Well, I said, how about if I be your babysitter instead? That's okay, said Karen. Yeah, that's okay, I go to Andrew. I glanced at Watson. He was sneaking a look at me, too. We smiled at each other. I haven't gotten to use my somber voice yeah. in some time. It's good. It's powerful. Right? It's just a different timbre. Yeah. Jack. Yes. May I read you a poem? <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> they walk in beauty. <laughs> night and noon. These handsome men who do their worst, singing their beguiling tune, I find myself... Immersed in thirst. Or as the youth say, hashtag swoon. With hashtag vapors, I've been cursed. And it's our hashtag swoon where we talk about when we, as the kids it's all say... all the boys that made us horny. Hashtag swooned. According to Sam... Yeah. Stacy was a foxy chick. And according to Stacy, Sam was a gorgeous hunk. Mm. I thought about Sam... Now, he is pretty good looking, with dark curly hair and sparkly blue eyes, and a few freckles. But he was wearing jeans so ratty, he'd once promised mommy to throw them away. Then he hadn't been able to go through with it. And a t-shirt that said, I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) Hashtag, so woo. That is like, not only are you telling me that he's a fucking gorgeous hunk, but he's got this this attitude and this yeah. sort of like it's punk rock it's punk rock about him right yeah these ratty jeans this shirt that says i know you are but what am i and it's just like ooh that yes. it renders him so alluring imagine trying to insult him he would just turn to you and you would read the fucking t-shirt and weep yeah but yeah exactly 
There's nothing you can say. You say those jeans are pretty ratty, and you turn yeah. around, and it's just like, oh, Fuck. I guess I'm fucking. Ratty. <laughs> I guess I'm pretty ratty. Yeah. God damn it. And then he addresses it. And he's like, they're actually my favorite jeans. I have a deep sentimental attachment to them. And you're like, yeah. That's okay. actually pretty sweet. That's really nice. I like that. That's really lovely. Hashtag swoons. Hashtag Sam fucking Thomas. see me to sleep. <laughs> Sam right? Thomas. Yeah. And Sam Woo! and Stacy can't keep their hands off of each other this no, week. No, they can't. And they do um, flirt. Do some yeah. light flirting. <laughs> do some light flirting. Um, did we say Stony Brook is on Long Island? Stony Brook is definitely on Long Island. I did a search for the text for the word Connecticut, and I didn't return any mention of the word Connecticut. Okay. How do you spell Connecticut? Connect, Connect I cut. It is Jack literally not mentioned once in this fucking book. Wow. So all Jesus. of you wow. in Baby Nation oh. can hop on a <laughs> boat to fuck you'sville. <laughs> and halfway, I'm going to take my fuck you submarine and- yeah. Shoot a torpedo at it and, and sink, sink it. it. Yeah. They would lose a lot of listeners. I, it's worth it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> to me? Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. Cause guess what? Well, you were right. Yeah. Welcome and welcome to fuck you'sville. To the bottom of the ocean. Um, Tanner, is there anything else you'd like to say to me? Uh, I still do have so many notes, but I just, at this point, it's just like, what do I even do with this? There were several more offensive accents that L could have done. Oh, you know what else? L fucking hid. What? I'll read a passage and then we'll have L read it. Read it alongside L. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll decide after the fact whether I do that or not. <laughs> read it alongside L. I want to hear both of your voices. Okay. Ready? Yeah. I myself was doing, doing fine until the phone started ringing. Started ringing. The, the first, first call was from Marianne. Marianne. She, she was, was crying. crying. She wailed. What? Marianne, I can't understand you. What's wrong? It's not how it's not how Elle read it. Your father, I repeated, won't let you spend your money on what? On the feet of a pauper? Oh, on the pizza party. Oh, Marianne, you're kidding. Can't you talk to him? So a couple things here. I have a couple, a couple things. things. I have a couple yeah, thoughts. I'm interested. Marianne's a Christ like figure. Marianne is a Christ figure. Right? Cleaning the feet of a pauper. Anointing the feet of a, the pauper in oil. That's what that is. That's what right. that is. And L just glossed over it. It was wow. a throwaway mention for L, but clearly Marianne is being compared to a Christ-like figure. Marianne is a Christ figure. She's anointing the feet of a pauper. Yep. Oh, God. And that's, you know what? That's what happens in that fucking parable, too, is whoever, somebody, I can't remember, is like, why are you wasting your oil anointing the feet? And Jesus is like, sometimes you just got to do something nice for yeah. somebody. I think it was L. I don't remember my Bible all that well. It's something like that. But that's what L is doing. L's like, why are we wasting our time on this? I think it was L in the Bible, too. Yeah, okay. You can go back and look. Yeah. <laughs> I could already hear the sounds of like a thousand theologian listeners being like, that's not <laughs> the I, thing. I don't think it was L fanning. <laughs> um. The here's the second thing, and the best I can do on Anagram Finder. Okay, yeah, for this is important. Mfawolem spoon mono, which L just glossed over, as you'll note when you hear what she said. Yeah, I'm gonna do something. Can you? Sorry, sorry to. 
put up a roadblock. Uh-huh. Can you read it again one time, one more time, very slowly? Okay. I'm going to do detect language on Google Translate. You ready? Okay. Go. The first call was from Marianne. She was crying. Mm-fow-wo-lem-spoo-mono, she wailed. Oomph-fow-lau-wen-spoo-mono. Okay, I've texted it to you. Okay, I have a text. I have a text message. Okay. Okay. Jack. Yep. You sent me the actual text from the book. Yep. And I plugged it into translate.google.com, and I Mm -hmm. had to detect the language. Yeah. It returned a result. (laughs) Okay. The language that you sent me is Chichawea. Okay. And I'm not sure what Chichawea is. No, I don't know. And it's it translates into English as brother from. Okay. The, that's a ser- that's a, what you sent me was a string of nonsense. Yeah. But it actually is Okay, now I'm scared. <laughs> a language called Chichawea from Zambia. And it means brother from. Okay. Brother from. Brother, brother from, from another mother? Brother from where? L and is L the other mother? Well, it gets scarier. I can't imagine how. I can't imagine how. Let me read you a couple of anagrams for this. Flame monsoon. Okay. <laughs> Here's what we know about flame monsoon. It ends in fire. The books end in flame, and the mysteries end in a deluge. Floods. Jesus. What was the next one? Poof. Lawmen. Summon. Ohm. That's. That one's tricky. It's a fucking scholastic lawyers. And it's a scholastic lawyers. And she's summoning the scholastic lawyers right away. Yeah. And then she's meditating on it. This is what I don't know what it is. Penal woof summon mom. Penile. No, penal. Like like it's uh like of jail. A penis. No, like it's like jail. It's jail. No, penal being Forget of it. or you know, moving on from that. From one. the penis. And then this one says mall snowman. Poof, mom. Well, and that's Stacy McGill. It's a snow golem. Go snow golem. And you know what else? This, Tanner, and I will read you this passage, and then I hope we will leave. Really, Christy? A sweater with snowflakes and snowmen on it? You look like a four-year-old. Well, you've got sheep barrettes in your hair, I yelled. You think they're adult? Sheep, Claudia informed me witheringly, are in. Hell yeah. Who cares? Everything's in sometime. First it was frogs. Then pigs, now it's sheep. Maybe next week it'll be snowmen. And how do you expect me to keep up with that stuff anyway? I don't have time for it. That's because you and Marianne are too busy playing dolls. So they just, Anne and Elle just kind of decided to get it all out in one go. They're like, in case we weren't being obvious enough for everyone, here it all is, and pay attention for the next fucking 200 episodes and the next fucking... 300 books. We didn't capture the snowmen until fucking hundreds of books later, and we lost that episode. Yeah. Famously. We captured it all. Anne and Elle didn't want us to uncover the truth. Dolls, frogs, pigs, sheep. What a nightmare. Elle, what have you done? Jack, I think what we have done is uncovered a lot of deep and dangerous truths this week. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where we go from here. No. I don't know if we can go anywhere from here. No. We might be done. I don't want to lie in a field again, though. It's Our journey may painful. be over. 
Yeah. And it's just going to be a crapshoot. Yeah. Will there be an episode next week? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. And if there is an episode next week, do you know what it's going to be about? No. No. Confidently, no. Well, if I'm still alive, I give you a call next week? Yes. I pray not. I pray not. (laughs) Okay. Maybe. Well, maybe. We'll see. Will we record that conversation? I pray pray not. not. I pray not. (laughs) For the sake of Baby Nation, for the sake of the Riddle Babies, for the sake of the Super Babies. Yep. For the sake of the baby elite. Mm-hmm. And the Ninja Gaiden. And the uh, Ninja Babies. Yeah. I pray. I pray not. Not. Yeah. I'll see you next week. You want to get the fucking outro right for once in your goddamn life? Now that L has told us the right and proper way to do it. Real babies? No. Eh. Wrong. Ear babies. Ear babies. If you get a moment today, tomorrow, or in the vast expanse of time, in the vast expanse of time that stretches out in front of us and behind us, say a prayer for what you did to the slavery disappointments. Say a prayer because I can't forgive you. And while you're at it, not off the corners in your bedroom, drown your dolls. Call your senator and do demand your right to bear time. Please don't forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra. And the way she talks. Had just been invented. Had never been invented. <laughs> Is that how it goes? <laughs> Good night. I pray I don't see you next week. <laughs> I pray that as well. Fanning is funny. It's like fanny. That's what you people call vaginas. Okay, you don't have to whisper it. And that's what we call butts. Yeah. And so in England, fanny pack sounds kind of funny. Because it's like a vagina pack. (laughs) Okay. And again, I think whispering it is unnecessary. Yeah. That was a HeadGum Podcast.